Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 193, Getting to Know Equine Trainers Jacqueline C. and Jake Crudenier. Recorded on November 26, 2019. Brought to you in part by Pondside Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous monthly support. Thank you for that support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... Well, a little bit about our time spent at Farm Fair in Edmonton. The FEI rule change on helmets. A story about Sylvia's ongoing experience with her husband's older gelding. Exclusive content highlights a Black Friday Cyber Week sale. Ah, and an interview with Jacqueline C., the only female trainer in the Chilliwack Trainers Challenge. And an interview with Jake Crudenier, another challenge competitor. Diana, we heard from one person in our Facebook group that she survived the wrath of the wildfires in California. It sounds as though it was quite the ordeal. But we know we have other listeners in California that may have been affected. If you can let us know that you and your horses are okay, please reach out. Thanks. Well, it was good to hear from that one person, and we would look forward to hearing from more, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, we haven't actually talked for a bit. I know what kept you busy for part of your time. Anything you'd like to share? (laughs) Well, (laughs) aside from slip sliding around... Yes, it has been that way. Still trying to get ready for winter, I had family in town. So, this was really fun. My sisters arrived, one from Vancouver Island, one from Holland, (laughs) one from Southern Alberta, to celebrate my mother's... 98th birthday. Oh, that's so, so nice. Yeah. So between the three of them and my brother and I here in Edmonton, mm-hmm. uh, we just had a great time. And mm-hmm. you know, the only sibling missing was my sister Marie and sadly we lost Marie um, to breast cancer when she was just we buried her on her 51st birthday I never forget it because her her birthday was St. Patrick's Day (laughs) so so I always remember Marie in many ways but one of my favorite memories of Marie was um, when my sister Margaret was visiting as she did every second year from Holland and she really loved coming out and riding at my place Mm -hmm. so she was frequently riding and this one particular time my sister Marie said to my sister Margaret "Um, I'd like to see you before you leave so can I come and visit you over at mom's tomorrow Mm -hmm. and she said well actually I'm going to be at Diana's and she said (laughs) fine said Marie I will come and visit you at Diana's and she said I'm going to be on top of a horse Marie (laughs) And she said, fine, I'll get on top of a horse, but I am spending tomorrow with you. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And so it was hilarious. She'd do anything. No, she'd never ridden. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. So she came out to my place and... Uh, How could she be in a family with you and never ride? It just never was something she really wanted to do. I think yeah. she did twice, actually. She rode again after. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so she came out and I said to her, well, you know what, Marie, we're just going to put you up on this horse here and we'll just be in the ring for a while. Let's just see what you can do. Who did you ride? Pumpkin. pumpkin. So Margaret was on Cloud. Marie was on Pumpkin. This is a lot of years ago and they were pretty special horses. So anyhow, so Margaret's looking at me like, I thought we were going to go trail riding, right? And I just said, it's okay, it's okay. (laughs) I motioned to her. So we're in the ring and Margaret and Marie's doing fine. And we were in there about 10 minutes and I said, 
hey, you know what, Marie, you're doing so good. I just think we should go on a little trail ride. I'm just going to hook this <laughs> lead rope on your horse and I'm just going to lead you and we're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and kind of went, okay. <laughs> so we got out down the road and onto the trail and I said, you know, Marie, you're doing so well. I'm just going to unclip this lead rope now. <laughs> I just unclipped her and there she was, Margaret in the lead and pumpkin behind and mm-hmm. and uh they started trotting did margaret decided to trot and they're trotting along and marie looks back over her shoulder and says what, <laughs> what is she doing i said oh that's a trot is it okay and she said yeah that's good that's good i said all right and thereafter i spent several wonderful hours behind my two sisters watching them have a wonderful time chatting and riding Aww. on these two horses so whenever i yeah i always think of those things that's you know. lovely yeah. yeah well oh your mom's birthday 98th birthday did mm. you wish her happy birthday for me i did oh that's good i sent you that text yeah thought, you did oh, i hope she gets it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, You know, to be honest, I should have persisted and had this episode ready to publish last Friday, but I seem to have this total lack of energy. Oh, well, yeah, I know. And we do what we can. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I was fighting being ill because my husband was, (laughs) he was quite sick and I'm really glad I haven't gotten it yet. So there you go. Yeah. And um, me too. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been a busy time. We had a a great time at Farm Fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even Mm -hmm. though we arrived late on Friday, we thoroughly enjoyed the extreme cowboy race competition. It was very interesting and a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the competition ended earlier than we hoped and definitely left us wanting more. Yeah. Well, it was... We. it depended on how many entries there actually were. I know. And there weren't that many entries. So I yeah, know. I would have loved to have seen a few more. I know. Yeah. And I posted videos of three of the obstacles. It was tricky shooting some of them. So I was happy I was able to get the ones that I did. And, you know, I've been behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's really tricky to take video and actually be able to watch what's going on yeah. at the same time. So you can really miss yeah. some of the action. Yeah. Well, you can't really be in the moment. But... Um, it was also really tricky to find an angle to shoot from where people watching the video would understand what was going on. Yeah, I, I, that was a cute video with the parachute. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. People can look that up. Yeah. There you go. Little teaser, people. That's true. And, you know, I showed the videos to my little granddaughter, not really expecting to hear her say, I want to try that. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting to hear her express that so clearly. Yeah, awesome to see another possible rider in the family. <laughs> well, we know. We both know a life with horses is a wonderful yeah. thing which was your favorite obstacle diana oh well you know, i was amazed by the balancing block <laughs> you know to to see these riders ride their horses up onto the block right with them balancing a very you know relatively small block i know crazy it was like there was just enough room for their feet yeah and their feet <laughs> Had all four of their feet had to be under them, a and real I don't. Circus act. I don't mean like on a on a like a straight down, right, a ninety degree angle. No, they had I to know. be at a forty five degree angle inwards. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, but but it was definitely tricky. Very tricky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I appreciated the talented riding of many of the riders, the way they made it look so easy and smooth, mm-hmm. and I appreciated the try of many of the horses to do the best they could for the riders for on sure. the obstacles they were oh, putting for. Sure. It was just really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, besides that balancing block, the rocking bridge oh, was a prime <laughs> example. The, those horses were balancing they were. on top of the bridge. I know. 
I'm going to go down and find that balancing thing that we have downstairs and see if I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Because they could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I suspect we're going to hear a lot more about extreme cowboy race because it's becoming very popular. Yeah, well, I think it's always great to find events that can be entered by any type of horse mm -hmm. and, you know, different levels of rider in the same event. The thing I like most about it is really the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and the other uh, popular event was the Horse Wellness Expo. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed listening to all those speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had uh, a lot of information to share. I was, I never ceased to find myself being amazed by what I learn when I go to those things. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I've yeah. been around horses for a really, really long time, and I just always learn something new. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we have uh, interviews with some of those speakers, so stay tuned to future episodes for those. I guess the other thing that's been taking up my energy is going every day to do mm. <laughs> Pilates type exercises with my husband's big older gelding. You know, my hubby he works all day, so mm -hmm. he leaves early and arrives back home late. So it's up to me, basically. A, so you're doing stretching exercises. Yes, yes. With your horse. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. So we noticed uh, something with his right hind leg in July, and I felt it seemed to be warm above the inside of his, um, on, on the inside of his leg, above the hock. Oh, yeah. And we cold hosed it and put diamond liniment on it. I really like that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be just fine after a few days, but then it seemed to come back. So... And we got busy at Spruce Meadows. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it was really hard to find a time that we could deal with that. So we, we just kind of left it alone. And, and then towards... If, so, you know, I mean, field rest. I know, field right? rest, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the way you look at it sometimes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But I knew winter was coming mm -hmm. too. So uh, towards the end of September, it came back. So I figured, oh, you know, it's time to bring the vet in. And the beginning of October, we brought the vet in. And that's when things got really, really kind of <laughs> weird and very mm -hmm. interesting and not in a good way. So when the vet arrived, I went to get our gelding and bring him over for the checkup. And I could hardly get him to walk. Oh, it was dear. it was he was acting like every part of him was hurting and it looked every bit like he had found her and didn't know where he put his you know where to put his feet and I was like I was kind of shocked so like I said to the vet I says well I you know brought, you weren't expecting I that. brought when you, you here to look at his right hind yeah. uh, this is not what I expected so you know, neither of us knew what was going on. And we were wondering if something neurological was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, she actually said, like, did he take a fall or something? And I said, mm -hmm. well, if he did, I don't know about it. And I said, this isn't, you know, the way he was acting before. We were also suspecting possibly the beginnings of PPID. Mm -hmm. It was just so bizarre. Anyway, luckily, I had taken a video of him on September 23rd with just a limp on his right hind yeah. that I could show the vet. So he actually had something to show her. Yeah, I was really glad that I had that. So, I mean, obviously, we couldn't do a thing then. We had to get him on some butte, leave him for a couple of weeks before having the vet out again. And then we did that just the day before I went to Chilliwack. So he was a lot better by then, but still seemed to be sore everywhere. So. Okay. I had her draw blood for PPID work. Yeah, otherwise known as Cushing's for Cushing's, people that yes. might have not heard that term. Yes, yeah. yeah. PPID, I, I can't even remember the exact words. Pars, pituitary, pituitary, something, yeah, something, something, something. Dysfunction. Yeah. 
And um, anyway, I was looking at him and thinking, you know, I feel like he needs a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I guess we had a chiropractor out to see a horse at your place once, but I'd forgotten about that. Well, we had, yeah, like we had him out to check out a few horses and you wanted to have Marty checked out too. So, yeah, yeah. So you were there for that. And I don't even remember that. As far as I knew, I hadn't really, you know, used any chiropractor before, before, but, um, you know, I was really surprised when the vet suggested that I should be in touch with one before I even mentioned it. And I went like, oh, okay. Great minds, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also- just, you know what, I'll just interject there and sure. say it's really great that the vets are working with alternative, yes. you know, uh, remedies yeah. and, and working together with well, your vet is really important. Isn't that the way the it's medical like a community team. works? Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, it's like getting, the, getting more that way. No one doctor in the medical community knows everything. I mean, they yeah. all refer to mm-hmm. one another. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, he also had an injection of legend for arthritis. He had that intravenously. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I'm just thinking at 24. Yes, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's got some arthritis. Well, I mean, that's kind of like me. I'm yeah. full of it too, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens, yeah. So anyway, I've been going out every day to do stretching exercise and, and exercises and more recently tail pulls and core exercises with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I didn't go this route, it would have been a choice of nerve blocks and x-rays, you know, all very expensive. So I'm hoping we don't have to still go that route. Yeah. But you either spend your time or you spend money anyway. So, right. you know. I think our big guy's doing much, much better. I guess I'll know more after our Friday appointment with the chiropractor. And the the one I'm worried about is you. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking about, and I watched you in one of the videos. Yeah. And I'm thinking about all those stretching exercises with a thousand pound horse that you're, you know, you're manipulating. Yeah. And all they have to do is throw a little weight on you. Yeah. You're not all that. Yeah. Anyway, I I think you're in need of a chiropractor. I'm very aware of everything that's going on. Believe me, I'm really acutely aware of where I am and what might happen and when a cat walks by I go like get lost cat because I don't want any (laughs) problems here like but uh, believe me I've been saying for two weeks I need a massage (laughs) (laughs) and you know this on its own isn't bad Uh, well it's bad enough I guess (laughs) but but I've also had to do about an hour and a half of hand exercises twice a day from uh, you know to mend my my finger that I broke back in August so well that's some of what's been keeping me busy it's just a lot oh, well yeah well i think we've run the gamut of us and our issues huh? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so did you know there's a lot of controversy popping up online no what's right up now? what's up now so the fei voted just in the last week or so they mm-hmm. voted very strongly might have even been unanimous mm-hmm. to make helmets mandatory across all disciplines and at all levels starting well, they were going to start at January 1st, 2020, Yeah, but it was actually Holland that said, no, can we wait till 2021, please? Because <laughs> let's make sure we have enough helmets. <laughs> you know, that's so weird. Like, I had no idea. I just figured that they were mandatory across all disciplines. So no, I'm out of so the loop. Back in 2011, it kind yeah. of, well, we all hear. Uh, USEF rules mm-hmm. put in place in March 2011 had riders wearing helmets, but it wasn't really that they had an exception for 18 plus in the higher level dressages, but it was more that the FEI rules superseded the USCF rules. Oh, and so people yeah. were still riding. 
But however, in Canada, the Canadian Equestrian, Equestrian Federation rules were made in 2011, May 2011, required helmets, again, with the exceptions for 18 plus over level four, I think, dressage. But they updated it very quickly in January 2012 to include all levels and ages in English sport. So they were a little ahead of the game there. I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say I don't get the 18 plus thing. We all have the same brain. And we all stand oh, the I same know. There's chance something, of There's injury. something called choice. But for me, it's not choice. Me, for, me too. For me, it's... But That's for me, just the way it is. Yeah, I know. But for me, it's also a matter of you don't tell kids that they have to do something until age 18... And then all of a sudden they're an adult and they can choose to be stupid <laughs> if they want to be. So I think really, and, and all joking aside, oh, I think it's up to all of us to set a good example for the kids I by agree. wearing helmets ourselves. Yep. To say nothing of the fact that you only have to have a little incident yep. to make you realize that, you know, it doesn't matter what, what horse you're riding or yep. or when or how good yep. a rider you are, you, everybody's capable. And, you know, <sighs> I guess that's a good segue into an update on Courtney King Dye. Oh, I remember Courtney King Dye. Yeah. We haven't talked about her for oh, quite a while now. Yeah. So the changes to helmet regulations were largely influenced by Courtney's accident on March 3rd, 2010, and oh. Courtney King Dye was um, on the Olympic team uh, for dressage mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, the U.S. Yeah. when she had that accident, and mm-hmm. it was just such a simple thing. Yeah. She was just at home. The horse didn't even misbehave. He just tripped. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, oh, the consequences for her. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. So, anyway, we followed the story closely back then, mm-hmm. but she was the catalyst for mm-hmm. and is an avid supporter of Riders for helmets. Mm. So, so that continuing with the update on Courtney, um, you can find her online, and her her updates are uplifting and candid, and I really enjoyed reading them. Mm. So she is competing in paradressage now. So she's made a life uh, going forward with horses despite the the injury that she had. She has. And uh, she also gives clinics. Mm -hmm. And she kind of coaches in combination with her working student, Corinne. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the way to say it. But she, she lives in New York with her husband and she now has three young children. You mean since the injury? Since the injury. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. And uh, her up- oh, her update blogs are so good. And she also does speaking engagements. Mm. I'd love to see her come up and speak on, on the necessity of helmets. So, All right. Anyway, so she is still struggling, though. Mm. And, and i got to tell you, one of her struggles is sleeping. Oh, right? no. But so every quadrant of her brain was injured Mm -hmm. but she still has her cognition right so she can still she can still coach but she has spasms in her body that are hard to control that you know um that make it difficult for her to write but the most the most amazing thing is that when people ask her you know does it bother you to not even be able to trot on your own but still you know be riding but not you know do you ever think about how you used to be able to ride Mm -hmm. and how you know how you are now Mm -hmm. and she said no I love what I do I'm still working with horses I'm still making my body do what I need my body to do to 
So she, she she's just she's breath of freaking, fresh air. She's freaking amazing. Yeah. So anyway, there was a lot of comments being thrown about about why people should have choice and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But and everybody that listens to our podcast knows where we stand. Yeah, they on know the where we stand, issue, right? <laughs> but I really liked this comment, and I don't think they'll mind me repeating it. It came from Peace Equestrian Park in BC on the wearing of helmets controversy. Mm-hmm. And they said, I can show you pics of my 85-year-old jumping coach riding and competing without a helmet back in the 50s and 60s, no flak fests during cross-country phases, over fences that would not be deemed safe today at the Olympics, and helmets that would not protect him from brain injury. But he was very smart, an adaptable person, and in the time we rode with him from the early mid-90s to the mid-2015-ish, he wore he wore the best protective helmets and ASTM flak vests, and at the very end, an air vest oh, over wow. that. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's innovative. Mm-hmm. And right to the end of his coaching years, he gave phrases such as, we used to train this way or we used to do things that way, etc. But now we found this way to do things and it works much better. Mm. That's a person with an open mind who was always learning something about riding, coaching or training horses and riders i i just loved it i thought it was very positive and i mean you know sometimes i cringe looking at some of the photos of my place back in the day you know so yeah but um things have changed Mm -hmm. and helmets have gotten better and i think we might even have an upcoming uh interview on something like that i think we do Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well, sorry, um, that was pretty long-winded. But no, no, but honestly, that was great. It was great to see. Yeah, that was really great. And yeah, I mean, sometimes even in business, people talk about doing things the same old way and that's not a good thing. And when you find out that there's new ways to do things, you always realize how much better things can be when you start doing things a, a different way. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, whose interview are we having first? Oh well, I thought we would do the interview with Jacqueline C. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, our our only lady at Chilliwack. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's, yes. Yeah. She was the only female trainer in the challenge, and I thought she did a really super job. She was especially good in the communication role, letting the audience know what she was doing and why. And you know. We see lots of people who struggle with that. Yeah. I felt her horse. Yeah. yeah. For sure. (laughs) I felt her horse was a challenge as he seemed to be really stuck on the gate and going back to the barn, no matter how much more appealing she made the ring. Wow. That it's always tough when a horse decides right from the get go (laughs) that they want just back at the barn. Yeah. Like that can be quite a, a, yeah, you have to get over that barrier first. yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to know Jacqueline C and hear more about her experience. Let's do that. Hey, it's Sylvia Schneider and I'm here with Jacqueline C and we're at the Chilliwack Main Event Expo 2019. And Jacqueline, you are one of the trainers, one of the fairer genders <laughs> in the Trainers Challenge at the Chilliwack Main Event Expo, which I'm really excited about. And I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about yourself, how you got started with horses, and how you wind, wound up becoming a, a trainer in the Ch- Trainer's Challenge. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I got started when I was uh, six. My uncle would bring his horses over and we'd go riding. And so I, I started just riding with my uncle. He was a big influence. We, I didn't come from a, a big horse family. Um, so I started with him and bought some of my own horses throughout the years. Uh, started my first colt. He was 
right from scratch. Um, I was 13. And, wow, uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, he turned into a great horse. I built my whole lesson program, everything off of him. So that was that was nice to start playing at that age. And um, when I when I got to 2009, I was 18. I was graduating. It kind of transformed into a business. Um, relatively accidentally, I don't exactly know how <laughs> it did that, but. Um, I started training for my uncle, Gave me he gave me an actual horse to train as a client, mm-hmm. so that got the gears kind of rolling, I was interested right. in that, and then right. a local um, mentor gave me some horses to train for him and, and took me under his wing and started really developing with that. Um, Do we get to know who that is? Yeah, his name's Tom Obis, oh, he's, okay. a, he's a local guy out by McKay, he trains a lot of driving horses, and yeah, yeah so I started with him, mm-hmm. and from there... I got client horses. I don't know. I got called up to start training for a couple <laughs> neighbors, and from there it just snowballed out. Right. Well, so where are you located? I'm out by Edson, Alberta. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So not a lot of things going on there, and if somebody needs some work with a horse, it sounded like you had a good handle on it. Yeah. Well, we're pretty lucky. We've got a lot of horse activity in the area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, well, within within a few hours, it's yeah. a pretty nice area, so. Great. So how did you wind up coming to the main event expo? Like, have you done that? Is this your first trainer's challenge or? No, this one isn't my first one. Um, The first three day that I did was in 2016. It was the um, H3 in Manitoba. Right. And yes, 2016 is correct. Yeah. Um, That's the first one that I did that was actual three day. I did a two day colt starting demo where I was given an hour and a half each day, I believe, to work the colt. Right. And prior to that, I've done a 60-day colt starting challenge with the Rocking Heart Ranch, and that's the one that I won um, back in maybe 2013. Right. And I've done a 30-day challenge. Okay. So little ones like that, and it's built up and turns into this, where I got the recommend recommendation to come and attend the big ticket item of main event. So right. it's been on my bucket list. Uh, oh, Red wow. Deer is a big ticket item for me one day yeah my mentor Ken McNabb I I learned under him and got my masters through him and he's wanted me to do the main event for a long time now so to come here and and be in the same pen that I know he's been in is a really really big deal to me so it's really really amazing to be at something like this that's great so how have things gone in terms of like when you started what was the draw like can you tell us about your horse okay yeah we just drew names and uh, luck of the draw for what horse you end up getting, right? right. And I got Amos, is his name, Famous right. Amos. Famous Amos. Yeah. And I like him. He's a nice colt. I think that um, he would do very well with our program at home. He's He is actually a, a little sensitive, like in a, in a good way. He is willing to work with the pressure. Um, I've had to work on him being a little bit pushy however he still has that nice softness in him that's starting to come through now right it's starting to now that he's accepting the leadership and trusting and allowing me into that role he's starting to soften up quite a bit and uh, the session today was quite nice I really liked how he absorbed what we worked on uh, I guess it was yesterday Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm pretty happy. He's a nice horse. He's stout, um, moves really nice, seems pretty loose, and he's very smart. He does catch on very well. Mm -hmm. And so were there only three horses? Yes. 
And would you have chosen this horse if you'd had your druthers? Yeah, I, I might have, yeah. yeah. It was between him and uh, I believe it's the Survivor Gelding is the other one I have my eye on. Oh, I yeah. like the Rocking Heart Ranch horses. They're very, yeah. very well-bred horses. They do seem to be quite good, yeah. I've yeah. seen them at a lot of trainers' challenges, so they're, they're pretty even-tempered and... Yeah. yeah, and good usable horses. They're yeah. they're made right, they move right, they think, yeah. they, they process, and they'll last you. Yeah, so... Great. So what kinds of things have you had to overcome with him? With this colt? Yeah. Oh, he's uh, he's a little bit pushy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to develop the respect for my space. Mm-hmm. And just, again, the overall leadership of I can put his feet where I want them to be. He's, mm-hmm. He was a little bit unsure about that. Right. Um, really worked on that quite a bit mm-hmm. and now it's now it's at a point where he's accepting of it so right yeah I really like uh, what you do with the, the horses when you're positioning them and you keep that hind end away from you when you're working yeah. with them I think that's really good and I really like the bubble that you keep yes. between you and the horse that's so important yeah yeah, yeah. so um, so to this point and you've you've had three sessions with him I believe right yes and so you have two more. Uh, well, one more? One one more regular one, and then I think we have a half hour before the competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh, exciting. So where do you see him as being right now? Is he where you think that you would like to have him? Like you just, uh, you backed him finally in the last session. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it took a little bit longer than I wanted. I mean, the, the goal, the picture always maybe looks a little different than than how it shows up sometimes, right. but um, I'm, I'm still happy with the choices that I made to wait a little bit. He needed that prep, he needed that time, yeah. and so when I did get on him uh, this this morning, he was comfortable, he was ready and willing, yeah. and uh, I, I don't like to skip any steps, no. irregardless of what the clock says, so I'm, I'm happy with that, and I would like to really start working on that riding. Now that I'm up there, I want to start doing almost the same as what I've put on the ground, which is why I do my groundwork the way I do, because it travels into the saddle. Yes. So, again, that soft flexion, the hip control. Yeah. I would like to get a little bit of control on the shoulders. Um, nice, willing cues in your transitions up and down in speed. Mm-hmm. And just, just allowing and accepting me to guide him around mm-hmm. like that loosely. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't have a problem with the tarp at all. No. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have a problem with the bridge when he finally gets onto it. Yeah. Um, I love the way that you are able to communicate to everybody out there exactly what it is that you're doing and why. And not a lot of trainers have that ability. Like, they don't do it as well. And right. I, I really appreciate that. I think it's important for the people who are watching to know what you're doing and why. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for, right? It's, yeah. it's yes, it's a competition. Um, it, the main thing, though, is that it's a place for people to come and learn. That's yeah. why I came. I've been going to the main event in Red Deer for years and years, and I'd come and sit there with my little notebook and yeah. take <laughs> yeah. notes. And so yeah. now that I'm on the other side of the fence, it's yeah. it's my job to do the best that I can to really explain. Yeah, under that kind of pressure, is a little difficult, but do the best that I can to explain what I'm doing and why and maybe how it would look in a different setting in a program at home and talk with everybody. I've had so many people come and talk to me about it and that's what I love. Any any kind of questions, any processing and 
That's yeah. how you're going to learn from an event like this. For so. sure. Have you picked up his feet yet? No, I haven't picked up his feet. I'm going to move on to that, I believe, in this next session because yeah. that is one of the judging things. Yeah, it is one of the. I'm yeah. drag, probably dragging a rope behind you, but you've yeah. been you've been keeping that rope loose all the time. So he has no problem with what a rope looks like on the ground, and I thought that yeah. was really good too. It is not for for the beginner trainer. That would be something that would be for somebody who has a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I said in that first session, I, I still got to watch. Uh, it's easy to get tripped up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you, you do what you're comfortable with, and yeah. as you build your skills, you can adjust things. And, right. So what else will you be doing with him in the next two sessions? Riding. <laughs> Lots <Yeah>. of riding. <laughs> um, I want to, on that rope topic, I want to do a little bit of rope work um, what, with my saddle on, throw it behind his rump, let him feel the pressure of the rope back there because we do have to pull a log. Mm -hmm. um, find maybe a few more tickly spots with that rope. Uh, I want to get up in the saddle and maybe swing the rope off of him, let him, let him see that. That's yeah. part of the obstacle challenge as well mm -hmm. and uh yeah work on just getting his feet moving and not sticking make sure that he's not having too much of a fuss of the gate yep so cool yeah okay so if people wanted to find out more about uh jacqueline c how would they find out uh, we have a facebook page um currently working on changing the name to just simply Poplar Ridge Ranch. Mm -hmm. um, at this moment right now, it's Jacqueline Seahorsemanship and Poplar Ridge Ranch. Right. And uh, I have a website, www.poplarridgeranch.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm sure that they can communicate to you through, you probably have a, an email address on the website and that yes. sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, I wish you all the best of of luck and I don't think you need luck because I think you're doing great but thank I you. hope everything goes well for you yes, up until, you. Uh, until you win <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> so um, yeah well thank you very much for uh, taking the time to do the interview really appreciate it okay thank you so it's always interesting to find out where a rider got started mm -hmm. and we've watched Ken McNabb a few times in trainers challenges well, we very have, successfully yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i really liked her comments on the horses from rocking heart ranch you know i always hear good things about their horses yeah. so. and we've seen them and they always seem to be very uh, very much the same mm -hmm. right like they're all very equal mm -hmm. so makes yeah. it easier on the challenge it makes it more more equitable mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh now we have the interview with jake crudenier yeah um yeah let's listen to uh what Jake had to say, he was uh, working on a big gelding named Woody, a pretty buckskin with done markings, even tiger striping on his <laughs> back legs. Yeah. And Only the back? Mm. Yeah. And I wish I would have seen more of Jake's sessions, but that's why it's so hard to go alone to these, oh, yeah. Diana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dig, dig. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake didn't have an easy go with Woody, but uh, let's learn more about Jake and his experience. Yeah, let's hear more. So it's Sylvia Schneider here, and I'm here at the Chilliwack Main Event Expo in 2019, and I'm with Jake Crudenier. And Jake is one of the trainers in the Trainers Challenge that they're running here. And I like to let our uh, listeners hear straight from the horse's mouth uh, what, uh, you know, like Jake can let us know where he's uh, from and how he got started with horses and how he came to be at the Main Event Expo. So uh, when I came out, like, well, I came to... To Alberta in 2010, I actually initially just came out for a year off school, and I was going to go home to university. And I guess in 2019, we're still not 
going home to university. But So where's home? Uh, central New South Wales. Oh, there um, we go. We're about halfway between Sydney and Brisbane. Okay. And on the central sort of side, on the inland side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got started with horses when I was a kid. We had pony club horses and did pony camp and all those sorts of fun things growing up. And then then we went on to, to camp drafting, which is kind of a western kind of cow horse type event. A little bit of cutting, a little bit of cow horse and stuff in it. And, and uh, got started there with my stepdad and, and was helping him start colts when I was... 10, 11 years old, and, and, I, and he decided he was too old and he didn't need to be riding riding his colts. So I was, I was the crash test dummy. I'd gear up and <laughs> climb on for our first rides, and when well, we didn't have any problems, nothing ever went wrong. But it was a really good start, quite a yeah. a really nice age to actually figure it out because at that age you're pretty fearless. And, yes, you are. And, yeah. And when sure. you get up there, you you kind of monkey in, and and you you're not nervous. You don't uh, you tend, don't tend to get too worried. And, which is really good for the horse. You don't uh, the tighter you are, the tighter the horse gets. So it was really nice to get a good solid start when I was young, and yeah. and developed there with with a, a bunch of different trainers at home and here, and and got to spend a lot of time with a lot of different types of horses. Been to some thoroughbred places and and started colts for for a racehorse place at home. Wow, where is that? That uh, was back at yeah, home. Yeah, back in Australia. Yeah. We, I worked for uh, one of the bigger racehorse breeders in in Australia, on and off since I was. 12, 13, mm-hmm. and, and that worked my way up from just being a general farm hand to handling their yearlings and, and prepping yearlings for the Magic Millions racehorse sale in, in the Gold Coast, and wow. and then and to starting the ready-to-run colts, getting them to ready-to-run sales in the, I guess in our, in our fall, no, our spring, I guess, the sale would be. I've got to get my seasons worked out. I, get confer- I can get confused with yeah. the opposite side of the world sometimes. I know, it's crazy, yeah. hey? So we were, we'd start a bunch of colts. We'd work work as a team. It's a little bit different and different ways of doing things. And quite an interesting, like, so I get to draw from a, a lot of different backgrounds to try and find things that I like and the way I like to do things to, to, mm. make, to make it work best for the horse, for right. myself and, and for the client. So you say you came over in 2010 as yes. kind of just to work yep. for a year. Yep. So where did you wind up? I came out and I, actually at that stage when I was 18, I'd kind of soured on horses a little bit. I'd had enough and I took a little bit of a break. I I ended up night shift carving for a, fa- for a family in, in Merithorpe, Alberta. And, ah. and after carving season, I, I took a job and I was actually, I actually was a, uh, barn hand and assistant at a show jumping place for six months. Oh wow! That was just the just the job that was available, and I took it and had, and that was actually where I got interested in in riding again. I had my little bit of a break where I was sort of not not too fond of it, didn't really want to do it, and and I got back there and and the right people ignited my passion again. Like I'm not don't really like riding English. It's not my cup of tea. I'm a little yeah. A little uncomfortable in the English saddle. Yeah. But I got to it kind of the passion of all wow. those all the girls and that at the barn and, and the work that they put in kinda of got me more interested in again and, and sort of lit me back up to where I wanted to wanted to get back to riding and, and then I sort of stepped out into the western into a bit more into the western stuff again when I when I moved on from there and, and I ended up going to work for uh, my Terra Ranch and 
in eastern Alberta at Provost. Oh, okay. And and that was where I started with my with my cutting horses and stuff like that, and and got to work with a, a bunch of trainers around there, and and from a few from Saskatchewan, and and that where I, I get to ride some pretty nice horses and and get get to feel out what a good one feels like, and so I could try yeah. and try and put that feel into into everything I ride. And yeah. It's been quite a it was quite a valuable experience. Yeah, that would be for yeah. sure. So then, how did you wind up coming to the main event expo? Um. I was actually it was a little bit of a short notice shock thing. I guess there was a, I guess the there was a trainer that had to pull out. He was injured. I think he was injured. Was was what I, I'm pretty sure I heard, and and which is, which is a little bit hard, and and I guess but that happens in our line of work. And it does. His loss just happened to be my gain, and oh, I was wow. when yeah. I was invited, I, I, I had to take a little, excuse me, a little bit of time to think about it, but. Um, I didn't. I, I after about ten minutes, I kind of figured there's not much chance or much opportunity to say no. This is such a prestigious event, and, and as a young trainer coming up, it's a huge opportunity to get out and and to learn lots and 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 that and show your trade to 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 a large audience that has has a lot of interest in this in that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I I could hazard a guess then and say this is your first trainer's yes, challenge. Yes, this is this is my first ever trainer's challenge. Like my first, I've never never given clinics. I've given some lessons and right. stuff. This is my first clinic type deal and and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like this has been a, a huge experience, a whole bunch of fun, lots of work. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of fun like and I <laughs> I I wasn't sure how how I'd handle it, how it'd go, and you know what? You go in with your... You get in a pen with a horse, and if that's what you're truly passionate about is, is working with these horses, it everything else vanishes. Like, I didn't realize that I had a microphone on. It just felt like there was something sticky poking in the side of my face for a right. while there. And, <laughs> and, and that's why I didn't realize that I was doing that. It was kind of just like I was talking myself through what I was trying to trying to achieve. And, right. Yeah. And so, it's, so can you tell us a bit about the horse that you wound up with? Yeah. Um, I kind of, when I got here on Thursday afternoon, I got to got to take a quick look at the horses and and see what we had for the three. And, and initially, I kind of liked Hank. I, I he's his confirmation, his disposition. He's such a nice horse, and mm-hmm. and I kind of thought well, that's that might be what I'd like. And I, and and I was convincing myself not to have a favorite i was trying yeah, to stay out of my much, head don't get much choice and, do you? and not think too much on that and when i got laying in bed which a guy does he thinks too much and and i got to thinking well that woody woody's got a whole bunch more feel to him a whole bunch more work that he's going to need and and just his disposition he's a little bit a little bit a little bit more heat to him and a little, a little bit more standoffish and nervous so he was going to keep me a lot more honest and and I, I changed my opinion while I was laying in bed Thursday night and decided I wanted the one that, that's going to make me work for it, keep me honest and keep my, my program straight and true. Like, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to cheat yourself when, when things come too easy. And and I wanted I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be honest and, and keep my program as straight as I could. And, yeah. and he gave me the opportunity to do that. And there was a few holes we found here later <laughs> on in the, in the weekend that... That uh, developed on his on his easy side because I worked so hard for his offside mm-hmm. to get him to get him softened on the offside that that e- that easy side that near side came to him came to him naturally, mm-hmm. 
I didn't have to work for it, so I never earned it. Mm. Um, and and pose some problems later. Yeah, that kind of that kind of put me in a position there this, the, today that that uh, that I've got to try and achieve, try and fix up here, and hopefully I get a chance to work with him just a little bit more right. this afternoon, where I can get that fixed up. And that would be great. Yeah. So as um, the first time trainers challenge participant, what would your future self your now self tell your past self um what tips would you give yourself i'm that's a that's actually a really tough question i haven't haven't had all that much time to soak in it to (laughs) to figure those answers out just yet like yeah i'm i'm pretty happy with what i did i know there's a few few places there where i could have done things a little bit different but i always believe if you start out when you start out doing something with the horse it's you've committed to that that process and and with time you can change things but in 45 minute sessions that we had five 45 minute sessions to work through it's very tough to change your program or to or to switch things around and and that so i i went in with him with the idea that i was going to take my time work with him slow and and earn his trust and, and and really trying to earn him because that's the kind of horse he he is, and, and and to earn him, it was going to be a tough road. And, and but if we, once we get there, he's going to be such a nice colt. Mm-hmm. So I started slow and steady, and I don't think I did the wrong thing by doing that. I think there was probably probably a couple of times there where I maybe maybe should have picked a different fight. Like there's always hindsight, you know that. Yeah you pick the wrong battle and and with those short times you can't have every battle it's not normal you know, to uh to to bring a horse up like yeah. that quickly yes so 45 minute five 45 minutes sessions is not enough time to get everything done that you want to do no matter yeah. what so. yes that's kind of kind of the way and and so i i picked that and you know it's kind of tough to change the rules on him when he's only just starting to figure out what the rules were yeah so to wrap up today i I had to kind of bow out there a little bit and 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 let him let him finish off where he's going to be in an honest position for the next guy to pick up the trainer that gets that's going to be lucky enough to pick up and take him on. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in a position there where I haven't left anything hidden. He's going to get an honest read on a nice colt, yeah, and be able to able to fix up those few holes that are still showing and. Mm-hmm and get him through to where he's going to finish up and he's going to be a wonderful horse finished off and it's going to take a little time a little bit of work but i chose there about halfway through that session that last session i knew i was knew that i'd uh, missed a little bit and i wasn't going to get finished off in the time that i had so i i decided right before i even showed up here that this was about the horse for me it was about well, it was about me experiencing something. I was challenging myself to do something, and I was challenging that horse to, to work with me through that. And, and it, at the end of the day, those horses are they're, the heart, the rocking heart ranch puts so much effort into breeding and 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 running their program. For me to to go and bugger that up for <laughs> five minutes of glory at the end of a four, end of that forty five minute session, no. it isn't fair on him. And you know what? Yeah. Odds are I would have bit off more than I could chew, and he might have he might have ditched me with a little little crow hop there that would have looked really good. I think he did. I think he did a great thing. I mean, you've left him in a good place. And yeah. Yeah. I I think he did just the right thing. Yeah. I've seen this happen before because I've seen a number of trainers challenges. So yes. Um, are you looking forward to the next opportunity to do a trainers? 
challenge. Yes, I'd be back here in a heartbeat. I've had so much fun. I've learned so much. I personal growth is huge. Like yeah. four days ago, I probably would have been shaking like a leaf, talking <laughs> yeah. into a microphone and, and doing a podcast. And you know what? It's the personal growth out of this is huge. The growth as a trainer, the opportunity to meet so many so many amazing horse people and, and and so much talent under one roof like the networking possibilities like I've met some amazing people here yeah. this weekend and, and I've learnt a lot from a lot of different guys and, yeah. and girls and yeah well the Barker family does a great job with this main event yes they do they yeah. this is this is my first time at a main event and and <laughs> I actually I can't wait to come back if I ever got an opportunity to come back and compete again I would be here in a heartbeat this well, has been so much fun come to Red Deer in April just just to come anyway yep. yeah yep. that's I plan on coming down yep. for a look and, and maybe getting a chance to watch in on some of these challenges I kind of yep. not to be not to be rude or, or anything to the other trainers in the challenge I kind of chose to, to keep my distance and not spend too much time watching their program so I didn't try and cheat myself and change my program Mm -hmm. and I watched little bits here and there between just while I was getting ready for my sessions and I'd catch the tail ends there and and I'd I'd love to have been able to sit through and watch a whole bunch more of those guys and and that but I wanted to stay out of my own head and keep be honest to what I do and do what I hear that from a lot of trainers that we've interviewed so you're not the only one yeah Yeah. so so it would have I'd love I I plan on coming down and having a look at Red Deer and and maybe sitting in and watching some of these trainers challenges and 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 maybe next time if my next time I can do things a little different maybe learn a little few little tricks and maybe step it up Great. Step it up again, and we might do a little bit better next time. So, um, what I would like to leave this interview on is uh, how do people find out more about you, Jake? Do you um, have a website or a Facebook? I page? have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can look me up on on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. If you uh, look up at JK Performance, okay. you'll find me on there, and okay. and my my contact information's there. I've got my okay. booth here for for the rest of the rest of the day, and I anybody has any questions about the sessions or anything at all i'd love to hear from you and yeah and and take the opportunity to explain what i was trying to achieve or sounds good yeah all right it's been very well thank you very much thanks so much for doing the interview no worries i appreciate it thanks for the opportunity Jake was certainly right. Being at the Main Event Trainers Challenge is such an opportunity. I'm glad he made the choice to attend. So how did he make out in the end? Well, you know, he didn't actually get a chance to put a ride on Woody, but he did a really great job of showing the finals audience just what a great horse Woody is. He talked about Woody, the challenges he had with him. Then he introduced him to the tarp and the bridge and showed how, given enough time, Woody would be able to deal with those obstacles. And Woody went over the tarp and eventually went on to the bridge and he just wasn't ready to be ridden yet. Yeah, well, and, and you know, good on him for recognizing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like his attitude. I really do. And, you know, when I think back over the years, the Duns could get a reputation for being difficult. The Duns, the Buckskins, I don't know. It (laughs) seems like I saw a lot of them over the years that were a problem. But, you know, I think it's just easy to remember them because of the color. Yeah, Hmm, it could be. It really stands out. Besides which, the only Dun I ever trained was was an angel. Well, you know, they both left the event on a good note. And I think that's what's really important. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Diana, did you know we're having a Black Friday slash Cyber Week sale? 
<laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> well, we've talked before about the great exclusive content we have in the in the form of interviews with all manner of Olympians and other high-profile athletes, trainers and veterinarians, and many other experts in the equine industry, and actors and actresses, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we know listeners would be amazed and surprised by the information they hear. Yeah, indeed. And these interviews are great for anyone, but especially if you're a recovering athlete, you know, grounded for some reason, like Mm. you've broken an arm or a leg or you you need a hip replaced. (laughs) Or or if you're on the road traveling from place to place. So, I, you know, I seem to recall something about one of our listeners being in South Africa and traveling and <laughs> listening to our podcast yes. and listening to the interviews. Yeah, yeah, she she did. She traveled by car for business. And um, I think she said she looked forward to the long drives because she loved listening to our interviews. Good memory, <laughs> Diana. Yeah, when listeners discover our podcast, they seem to like to listen to every episode from the very first to the most recent episode. And now people are asking, well, where's the earliest episode? Where have they they gone? gone? Where have they gone to? So you can find them by going to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and look for our products in the About section. You'll find links to the free episode guide, download, and the archive. And if you haven't been lucky enough to lock in your exclusive content subscription yet, you have another chance at the lowest price. It just so happens that my birthday coincides with Black Friday. Oh my goodness, I forgot. (laughs) And I want people to have a good chance to treat themselves. Um, So from now until 11.59 Mountain Standard Time on December 8th, we're having a Black Friday Cyber Week sale. So go treat yourself for my (laughs) birthday. There you go. Go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and look for our products in the About section. So one thing you might want to know is that when you go to subscribe, it actually looks as though you're subscribing to a course. Yeah, I wish I could do something different about that. It's because the content is on a course platform and I'm using it for something a little bit different. So remember, the monthly subscription rate will continue to rise as more information is added. So don't wait to subscribe. Go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and look for the links to our products in the about section. Well, there are probably some events coming up that uh, we aren't aware of, eh, Diana? Mm -hmm, I think so. Maybe people should let us know. I do know that holiday gift giving is coming up. What kinds of gifts are good for horses and their people? No, we've done this before, but I think I'd rather hear what other people have to say. So uh, maybe they'd like to join the Equine Podcast Companion Facebook group and let us know. Oh, well, that'd be cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, I should be asking that question. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like a great time to let our listeners know about our Facebook group. When we're not all too busy with our horses, we can interact in the group. And it was interesting reading the experience of one of our members getting around the wildfire in California. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Sylvia, we do try to create a personalized welcome video for each new member. Mm -hmm. And we generally do that when we get together to record the new session each week. Yes. And we have some catching up to do with that, Diana, Mm -hmm. because I had tech problems, but I'm sorting those out now. And we should be good to go oh, soon. Oh, new laptop. A new laptop, right. yes. <laughs> whole new laptop, whole new platform. Right. I've got some learning to do. Okay. Switching from a PC to a Mac. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> yeah, so depending on when you make your join request, you might have to wait a little for us to get together. Although I try to get the episode out each Friday. We could record any time from Monday to Thursday, so don't wait to hit the join button. Yeah, so it's it's definitely growing, and that is exciting to see. It would be great to see even more people engaging in the conversation. Hey, do you think that we're brave enough to put a poll out there on whether or not people like the new helmet legislation? Oh, hey, that's an interesting idea, sure. Regulation, yeah. not legislation. Well, yeah. yeah. Regulation, legislation, what's the difference? <laughs> well, potato, that's potato. What some people will say. <laughs> when you join as a member, remember to please answer the three questions when going through the join process. Mm. And how can our listeners find this group? Oh, to join the group, go to the page at facebook.com slash inclined and click on visit group located at the top right of the page on the desktop. And you can really miss it on mobile it's pretty much in your face <laughs> okay <laughs> answer the questions please and we'll see you on the inside yeah and you know if you aren't on facebook let us know what your favorite social media mm-hmm. platform is yes you can reach us by email at podcast at canadaequine.com hey did you know that when you like our page you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode Mm -hmm. we always like to welcome our newest visitors to the equinely inclined facebook page so while you're at the page click the like button and we'll welcome you here in the next episode yeah for sure we will Speaking of the next episode um, I guess that'll be in December time is just flying by We'll have another great interview, maybe two. Mm. And if you're one of those horse-crazy people, or if you know a horse-crazy person who doesn't know how to fill that horseless void, let us know. We want to help. And please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. So, until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider. And Diana Belbar. And give your horses big hugs for us. <laughs>